You never say two or one, but also we're not live yet. Five, <laughs> two, four, <one>. three. <laughs> two, one. <laughs> Did I do it too late? <laughs> uh, you got me. My bad. You never say to stop bobbing your head. You never say two or one. Everybody knows this. <laughs> No, no, we're doing it. This is this. I I don't go back. I don't go back. Uh, yeah, we okay. never go back. Oh. <laughs> Hello and welcome, folks, to another edition of RSF Radio. I am your host, Joe Monday, and I have a very special guest with me tonight. You might know her from her performance at Evo, uh, and you might know her as the ship posting queen on Twitter. <laughs> she might be the ship posting king. I don't know how that royal hierarchy works. I don't know. I'm not in that uh, the Illuminati, that royal family. Uh, they wouldn't let me in. Uh, but I have with me tonight, Maureen. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. How about you, Joe? I am ill. I'm sick. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I feel it. I got the sniffles real bad, colder. and it's, it's just mm-hmm. coming out of my face. So if, if I'm extra baritone today, then, I mean, that's just a treat for the listeners, in my opinion. Mm. They might see it that way. Uh, right. However, uh, I like to start off the show as typical with giving a little bit. I like to boost the guest. This is his first time on the show. I like to boost the guest as soon as as soon as the podcast starts, because usually people hold that off till like so. Like, what do you got going on? Like, what are you doing? Uh, they typically hang out to like the very end where people have tuned out to podcasts. So I throw it up right at the front. So let me ask you, sure. what kind of shit you got going on? What's like? Give us the deets. What hmm. things should people pay attention to that you've got going on? Well, I have been streaming again uh, after my two-year absence. A two-year hiatus. Yeah. And people would just ask me, hey, do you stream? Have you ever streamed before? And inside, I feel a little bad because it's just that my really old computer is just slowing me down to the point where i can't even stream i, I mean, dropped it's at least a two-year-old computer so four years old actually oh dang double <laughs> yeah i am just extremely lazy just to buy new parts plus you know i want to save up money for uh college as well since i am in college um yeah poor college student life where yeah. traveling expenses might be difficult <laughs> to get a hold of for example right most definitely so yeah i'm Back on streaming, I will shamelessly plug in my stream, which is www.twitch.tv slash ESTMXRZ. It is ESTMXRZ. Um, Can you maybe explain that name to me? Have you explained that in the past, and am I being a dullard for asking that question? No, actually, no one asked me what it is. Why? It's such a... It's weird, right? It seems like a random (laughs) consortium of letters, but there must be a reason, unless there is no reason. It's like a rubber thing. So, you know, uh, EST is uh, an abbreviation for essentially, I believe. I was going to say estimation, but sure. Actually, no. No, I was wrong. Estimate or established? Yes, established is a thing. Established. Kind of, kind of, it kind of sounds like I'm making my own brand here, right? And then okay. you have uh, MXRZ. So I crossed out the A with an X. And then 
I ended with a Z. So originally, when I wasn't introduced with fighting games, I would go by Marzi. But ah, okay. since that name is in the past, I decided to leave an X on the A. And of course, established kind of sounds like a brand, but I just wanted something in there just so it could fit the character count. <laughs> no, I'm down with that. I'm down with yeah. things being established on sure. i'm totally like that is that's my one secret where i don't have a tattoo but if i did mm-hmm. it would mm, no i don't know why i got on this topic because uh, mostly no, because i, I, I kind of know what you mean yeah <laughs> it would be, because i have a friend who has an established 1989 on his ass uh, and that got me to thinking where if i were to get a tattoo it would be my wife's name on my ass because i think that's fun <laughs> That seems like a very permanent thing. That's the I I didn't take that journey. I I I made a jump there in logic that I would have been hard to explain to to the listeners at home. But that was the jump in logic there. Um, Sure. So that's where I would get a tattoo. Mm -hmm. Do you have any desire for a tattoo? Weird question. Do you have any desire to get a tattoo? Welcome to RSF Radio, where we talk about Street Fighter shit. Do you want a tattoo? And if so, and we're talking about getting a tattoo on our asses. Yeah. Fat asses. Um, <laughs> honestly, I do want I do want a tattoo, but at the same time, I'm a little scared because yeah. of the pain and kind of uh, contemplating to myself, like you know, I'm gonna have this on my body throughout my whole life. So it's you know, I really want something that is meaningful right. and that I'll look at it and be like damn this is a really dope ass tattoo and i really love it something like that or you could get it on your ass and never look at it again <laughs> never look at it just just poop it out you know it's what just I mean? the, like force that <laughs> other people have to look at it it's right, more of a definitely. curse upon everyone else than it is a blessing to you to which <laughs> i mean that's right that's that's how i take it but <laughs> No, I'm kind of with you on that. Uh, I'm a big, big definitely. baby, so uh, I don't know. If, but the right. ass is pretty fatty. And I've heard <laughs> that like, th- t- when you get tattoos on fatty areas, it's not as painful so much as like when you have right, bony areas right. like your hands or your feet. Your feet is like uh-huh. one of the worst places because they bone like they needle right like on top of the bone. And apparently that's not a good thing. Right. Yeah, it's going to kind of leave your I, I don't know how like what kind of word to put it but it, feel, it would feel very irritating in a way I don't know especially around the bone area and you said that if you get a tattoo in the fatty area it's totally fine like you won't feel anything yeah it's big um, cushion yeah for sure yeah that's 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 the right way to put it um all right but yeah so, uh, <laughs> what else do you have going on though you're getting back yeah, into the stream what is your stream like give me a pitch for your stream uh, my stream is just super laid back, and I'm always, well, I wouldn't say I'm always talking to my viewers at times, because, how should I put it? Uh, there were times where no one would be talking in a chat room, and I just sit there like, yep, uh, ranked kind of sucks, but I'm gonna keep going just to practice, haha, and then no one replies, and I'm like, okay, guys, where, where are you guys at? <laughs> To me, and I don't know why I think about it this way, but when I think of that particular stream interaction that you've just described, because that's a thing that happens. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. The camera pans from where it is straight on to, like, way above you, and you're, like, looking up at it like, hey, guys, um, just here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's just what, that's how I envision it for whatever reason, Um, because that is, I don't know. 
that is a thing that happens when you're like trying. I don't know. Like, what time do you stream? What What's your schedule? Do you have a schedule? Um. So I I really don't have a set schedule, but I have been streaming for two sat- Saturdays straight. And that's what I aim for because during the weekday, I'm busy with school and work. Right. And then during the weekend, I'm pretty much free. Well, you know, I have to get my homework done before I do streaming, play Street Fighter, and all the likes. Out of curiosity, and I don't know the answer to this question, uh, but what are you going to school for? Can I ask that question? Yeah, of course. No problem. Uh, I am going to school for web programming and database. And so far, it's how should i put it i can understand why programmers they literally look at their computer screen for five hours just to try to figure out how do i make this code work right and i'm literally one of them at the moment where i'm just looking at my homework and i'm trying to connect piece by piece and then you try to troubleshoot it or work it out and it tells you that it has multiple errors and you're like well i want to throw this whole program away because this sucks but honestly I I really like it a lot because it's worthwhile and you're always learning something new every day in programming because you know how technology, it changes every freaking day. So that's what I really like about being in that kind of field is just to work with people who do, you know, who do stress out with you, right. but who do share somewhat like similar, um, similar potential with you. You know what I mean? You close to graduating? I graduate next fall. Oh, word. So you're like, you're at the the end of it then. You're like building stuff for like finals project kind of thing. Uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit similar to that. Um, so since I'll be graduating, uh, fall 2019, I'll be, mm-hmm. uh, before that I'll be doing, you know, um, job internships. Cause there's a job fair happening at my school word. next week. Cool. Um, and I'll be attending that just to see what I can land. And of course, you know, expanding my knowledge to see what I'm capable of in the programming field. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And it is in my experience that the people who end up or the people whose career path is like highly detailed work, such as people who uh, build code or like build websites and stuff like that. Oh, for uh, sure. It is in my experience that those people, the way that they play, tend to be like lab monsters. Are you a lab monster? Um. Can you tell me about the frame data? Tell me about the numbers. If you ask me about frame data, you're the wrong person to ask because I don't even have uh, fat installed on my phone. I'm flabbergasted. My guests are flabbered right now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. I wow. really don't know frame data. Like when I see something that's puni- like that looks punishable, I, I test myself out, you know? I'm like, okay, what if I can throw a jab out here? It works. All right, I can throw a jab, but can I do like a crouching medium punch to see if it'll punish that certain uh, move? You do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah, I do the old-fashioned way. I just like to test myself a lot to see what I can do here and there, uh, what I can improve, and... How can I um, execute it properly in my own way? Yeah. Huh. I would have never guessed that. I <laughs> would have. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I would have put you as a lab monster. I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah, honestly, one of the things I would say that um, I watch a lot of videos of um, Laura versus whoever, or let's say Akuma versus Vega. That's a good way to learn. What they do. Yeah, most definitely. Especially since I'm not. 
at the computer or I'm at uh, like school on my break. I would watch videos of matchups day by day and just see, mm-hmm. oh, like Laura can do this if Akuma does standing roundhouse, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. that's something that I, I would consider myself as like a video labber, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that a thing? Isn't video lab a thing? Why am I video thinking lab- that video lab's a thing? I still think it's a thing because I know people that still watch videos. Of course, you know, you see a lot of people watch videos before they play in their pool or right. they play against some uh, really strong player. Um, honestly, I don't do that. I, I'm just like, oh, he plays Akuma. All right. I'm going to look play out like for like Akuma's. <laughs> yeah, the Akuma is. Uh, I'm going to touch like, him once and he'll die because I'm Laura. Oh, my gosh. Rip. I'm gonna get that one crush counter. It's gonna be real bad for him. Yeah, uh, but no, that's actually. So mm-hmm. I think that what you've said is actually good advice, and I kind of want to expand on that idea. For of sure, watching just general play, high level play. But mm-hmm. part of that is that you have to also know what the fuck you're doing in the first place for that information to be useful. Mm-hmm. Uh. Because I feel like a lot of people get trapped by they'll watch tons and tons of of high level play, but not actually know what the fuck they're watching and then try to take that high level play like what they see in their mind as set play into like a silver or bronze level play. And it's just some work. It doesn't work at Uh, all. Like uh. where at that level, it's way more important to just like watch your opponent and and basically just try to read what they're attempting to do. Most definitely. And play their game than it is to try and force a high level game on someone who's just like, well, I don't know, I'm going to DP in the neutral because uh, I, I picked the Ken. Mm-hmm. That's reductionist. And I hate that argument, but I hate I'm putting Ken players that way. Not all, <laughs> not all hashtag not all Kens. And you know, yeah, I totally agree too, because um, let's say that you're watching your friend play this other person in pool, mm-hmm. in, in their Street Fighter Five pool, and then you're just watching them and you're in, in your head, you're like, oh, I know he's going to DP once he, knocked, like, once he got knocked down. And it's so much easier just to watch someone play and be like, oh, I know he's going to do this. I know he's going to do that. Yeah, to have but, those reads, yeah. As someone right, who has commentated right. like thousands of matches, it's, you get a feel for like players and when they might be under stress. And it's weird that there is a, there's such a disconnect between when you are playing and knowing how much pressure you're applying to your opponent versus when you are watching someone apply pressure to their opponent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. I like, I play Zangief and I, sometimes I forget how scary he is. Oh yeah. Especially once you're in the corner, like oh, you yeah. really have he's to terrifying. get here. Yeah. <laughs> when Zangief has you in the corner, he's terrifying. But hey, sometimes I, I forget Laura, him. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm No, you're good. Uh, like, I play Laura, and anytime I go against Zangief, I'm like, all right, I gotta stop throwing claps because that's bad, and that's a plus yeah. for Zangief. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I just literally crawl. You can't, you can't on the floor clap in the neutral unless you're like super far away super far away if you're building meter that's the only thing that's uh, one of the advantages is just to build meter far away or of course using your ex fireball just to uh have closure right with your opponent you know what i mean mm-hmm. no i'm, I'm with you just, on that yeah it, i just hate that matchup so much because it feels like i'm so 
handicapped. You know what I mean? I don't know how to put it. I just hate the matchup so much. <laughs> I, I think I think you're right. I don't think it's a terrible matchup for Laura. It's not, it's not a it's not one of her better matchups. I'll I think that. honestly, I think Zangief wins though. I'd probably say like six four, maybe. I'm not sure, but I yeah. If he does, it's Zangief it's marginal. Wins. If he does, it's yeah, marginal. for sure, sure, sure. Um, because I, I still like I still like her buttons in the neutral better than Geef's, especially because Crouching Light Punch got nerfed. Especially because mm, of that. Yeah, and plus like her standing roundhouse is really good against uh See, I guess. I, yeah. I would almost disagree. it is good. I'll mm. I'll give you that much. And it is good for like catching a crush counter every once in a while. It gets big damage on the big boy. Oh, but for sure. It's super easy to flex. Uh, yeah, I totally forgot that flex. Most definitely. Um, yeah, for sure. And plus, like, you know, if you do, like, if you, I, I know I accidentally do standing roundhouse super close and that's punishable. Mm -hmm. Um, or of course you whiff it. Like if a Zank, like a Zanky can reflect, uh, have reflex and, you know, do lights SPD yes. just cause, you, play, you know, it's such a slow startup. You play against Mike too strong out there and mm -hmm. that boy will react to a stand roundhouse. Yeah. Best believe. Uh, to which I'll say at that point, if if you see that, here's a little hint against Mike. If you see that he's <laughs> if he's trying to like bait a normal in the neutral to with punish with a SPD, jump yeah. on him. <laughs> I promise you it will work. Next so you're, time. Uh, can you say it again so I can write it down? Yeah, yeah. Write this down. <laughs> and Mike, I know you're listening. Uh, because the thing is, I've called him out on this before, too, and, and I do it to him. But mm. whenever he is so laser focused on that whiff punish with an SPD, that takes up so much brain power as a geef uh -huh. that when you think that his his good anti-air is nine frame startup, you have a shot. You have uh -huh. a shot to jump in on him. But uh -huh. That's my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I'll... Do we know it? But only when you've noticed that your opponent is height laser focused on that. Sometimes they're not. Right, right. And typically you can tell that a geef is if they're ducking in between forward and backward movements because that means mm -hmm. they're doing half circles mm -hmm. in between. And anyway, I'm so sorry. I've been sidetracked no, with geef. When we talk, when I talk about, I get sidetracked so easy. It is so yeah, my yeah, my good good boy Zangief. I just have to talk about my muscle boy, my muscly boy. He's so good. Hey, I don't blame you. You know, he's your main. Go ahead. I don't mind. Well, do you want to <laughs> gush over Laura at all? Do you want a little space to gush over what Lo uh, what a Laura can do? Um, I wish they can bring back season two Laura. For, let me did. let me let me delve deeper into that question. <laughs> Why and for what reasons? Well, especially since, you know, we have Kami, we got Akuma, we got Guile, we got Minette. They are extremely strong. And then you have the, I would say, like, Laura's, like, mid-tier. And then you have, like, the mid-lower tiers, such as uh, Alex, Zangi, Fong, and uh, Chun, I believe. I'd say she's kind of mid-tier. But it's just yeah. that, like, yeah. it's just that those characters, I want them to be buffed. Like you can yes. leave Cami in them as they are, but I just want the lower lower to mid tiers buff to the same level as the high tiers. No, I'm with you on that. Buff Alex. Buff Alex, yeah, for sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Buff, buff Alex. 
Yeah, most definitely. Because I just don't think Street Fighter V is fair at the moment just because, you know, when they buffed Cammy, I was like, what the freaking hell is going on with Capcom? Like, Cammy, she was already good. She was already a good character to begin with. Mm -hmm. But I did not see a reason why they would buff her or why they would also buff uh, Guile as well. Guile, he does, like, he does very good already, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And of course, Akuma and Minat. I, I can kind of see the buff for Minat just a bit, but honestly, yeah. I would rather fight against Minat than the as other three. <laughs> as a Zangief, nerf her into the ground. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. I, I totally guess. understand. <laughs> that matchup is so, so hard. It's and so you hard, got Dalsum, and then you got Guile. That's a hell of a matchup, especially for us grapplers, you know? Yeah. It is unfortunate that the the top tier in this game are really good at keep away. Mm-hmm. Not all top awesome. tier. I've, I'm not afraid of the Kami matchup. Mm-hmm. I think Kami matchup is fine with Keef, but Oh yeah, for sure. Most definitely. I agree. Man, that, how do you feel the Kami matchup with Laura? What's your opinion on that? Um, I would probably say anytime she does the, the dive kick, I always think that she is just neutral, like not neutral jumping, but like forward jumping. And I'm trying to anti air. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, I'm going to get punished for that. And it just goes downhill from there. Uh, but anytime I play against Cammy, it really does test my patience because mm. I am the type of girl to just mash whatever I can, like, get off me, you know? Uh, but anytime I play against uh guile or cami or dalsum it really does test my patience and i really do like that a lot because i know i can go pretty ham sometime from here and there and i would do 10 overheads non-stop um i kind of like fighting against cami but at the same time it's like please nerf this girl (laughs) yeah like what was it that they nerfed it was their they nerfed the I think it was her crouching light kick. And when I saw that, I was like, no, her crouching light kick isn't the light kick you need to nerf. Like, uh, tickler-wise, it's stand light kick. You want to get uh-huh. that one out of here? For sure, for sure. That one's a fucking problem. But uh-uh. I, I can empathize with that. And I understand why you would like that kind of play. Like, there's something about the slow play of knowing that once you get that one in, it's gonna you're gonna need to bulldog your way in. Uh-huh. But once you get it, and then you get like one or two reads, two or three reads, ah, it's just it's so satisfying. It's so hard oh, to yeah, explain that to that people who play. don't play grappler characters, right? Right, and especially like uh, how should I put it? Like when you know a cami is gonna DP, and then you block it, and you're like, oh, here we go, big boy damage, yeah, and then you, to you die. Just, oh my god, it feels so good because that's at the mm. point where once you get on cami, now it's cami's turn to start guessing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's time for her yeah. to panic. Like that panic sets in. It's like pay up. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll hear Cammy players saying, well, her pressure isn't that good. Her mix-ups aren't that good. Bro, come Bruh. on. Don't say that. Bruh. Like, <laughs> I have more than one Cammy mains on record. You can go by the trash can. Thank you. Man. I do think she... I do like Cammy in this game. The thing I is, like, too. playing Cammy in this game is, like, super fun. 
I really do too. Right, right. It's like really easy and fun. Honestly, I tried playing Cammy, and I'm like, how do people play her? She's so boring. Yeah, I can understand <laughs> that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think that this is something I talked about a while ago, and I know we have like a, a couple other things we want to talk about here. Uh, For sure. Which, by the way, I didn't before. I didn't before, mistake on podcast mistake number one. Uh, check with the person who you're talking to of how long they can talk for. Are you under any time constraints right now? Oh no, I'm I'm good. The only thing I need to do is just make dinner. That's okay, it. Because typically, <laughs> I like to go for like an hour, but last week's lasted for two hours because Mark doesn't fucking shut up. But <laughs> that's that's on him, and I know he's probably not going to make it this far into this podcast. Anyway, uh, hi Mark. Um, oh hi, <laughs> hi Mark. Uh, by <laughs> the way, uh, but I had a thought about Street Fighter Five. And feel free to disagree or agree with this opinion. For but sure. Learning a character in this video game is fairly easy from just the basics of like what their combos are, what their uh-huh. Oki is, just uh-huh. getting a general feel, their anti airs, getting all of that fairly easy to do. But being competently competitive with that character is like excruciatingly punishing because of all of the specifics that you need to know to sure. like get that just right punish or get that optimal damage or get that specific reset that works against this one character. Or mm-hmm. I feel like the specifics here are so niche to each character that learning all of that to be very good at this game actually takes a very, it is very hard, like well outside of just learning how a character controls. It's just how a character owns, I suppose uh-huh. is difficult. Feel free to agree or disagree with that. I, don't, I might be the only one with that opinion. Um, I do agree that street fighter five is a lot easier. If I were to compare to street fighter four, um, Street Fighter 4 is my very first game, and I guess you can say that since it was my first game, it was a lot harder for me mm-hmm. because I had to learn all of the mechanics. I, I had to learn how to do combos. I had to build up my um, muscle memory as well. Combos were harder in that game. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And honestly, just props to people who are extremely skilled in Street Fighter 4 because that shit was super freaking hard. Yeah, Not people lie. doing run-stop loops just fucking blow my mind and you got those uh red fadc combos as well oh mm-hmm. my gosh i oh it, it was just awesome just seeing those people play at that level um but i will have to say yeah street fighter 5 is a lot easier and y- you can literally play like start out with ryu kind of go with the basics and see what you can do and you can also venture out to other characters as well because this person he asked me like hey i'm getting into street fighter which characters should i learn and this was before Cammy got buff, all right? So I told him to play Cammy because I thought Cammy was a really good starter character. Mm-hmm. Um, she was really fun. Mm-hmm. She was really fun. She could do this. She could do a lot of really cool stuff, especially since you're a beginner in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, and, she's mm-hmm. easy to learn. She has good damage. The only thing that I typically warn new players with Cammy is that she just has low health. So they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll end up dying. If they're like a brand new player, they'll end up dying before they end up implementing the things that they've tried to learn like in practice. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's like the only thing other than that. She's very good. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I, yeah, most of I totally understand. Um, 
Yeah, because, you know, in Street Fighter Five, there isn't any FADC combos. Like, of course, FADC combos, you want the optimal punish and you want to be fancy, you know? But in Street Fighter Five, you already got the meter, you already got all these, you know, crush counters, you have all these very easy strings, you know what I mean? Right. I really don't know how to put it, but... The combo pathway is pretty mm-hmm. typical per each character it's usually oh, yeah, two sure. buttons into a special you yeah, might you got like a target combo right right yeah, you might cancel those two buttons into a v trigger or one button into a v trigger and then continue it with a dash into a combo or something time specifically that way there granted there are outliers here there's Minots, there's yurians where the combo paths are very varied very mm-hmm. varied is that good english very no, I, I know what you mean. That's bad oh, English. <laughs> very varied. <laughs> no, but or I it's great you're English. <laughs> All right, fuck you guys. You're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, no, uh, there there are out, but the thing is, I think that those characters are outliers, where most of it is medium, medium, or like light, light, special, heavy into light or heavy into medium special. It's very typical. There's not a lot of variation there. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's easy to learn. Okay, let's get back to... Right, so we're still mm-hmm. in the introduction phase. Uh, so I've got Maureen with me. <laughs> that's <laughs> Hello. I had, I, we had all these notes down and I didn't, um, we didn't fully run it down. So tell me about your local scene. Tell me about uh, Minnesota. Let's see. Minnesota, Minnesota. So... All I can say is that it feels very homey. It feels like you're at home, you know? I really like our local scene just because it's a decent size. You know everyone. And you know, like, if someone starts shit, you know that you can square up and you know who they are. Oh. <laughs> I really like it a lot because we have a growing Tekken scene, actually. And it's really nice to see that because... Yeah, the I slow love burn on Tekken has been... Very satisfactory, <laughs> in my opinion. It's only well, getting better. It's such a good game, too. It's I so love good. Tekken. It's so mm-hmm. And then we still have the uh, Street Fighter Five scene. Uh, I would say for our local tournaments, we get about thirty people for Street Fighter Five, uh, thirty people ish or more for Tekken. Like I said, Tekken is growing, mm-hmm. and then uh, about mm, like twenty to twenty-five people for DBZ. And for the anime games, I would say around twenty people or so. For the air oh. dashers, for your for your backroom <laughs> brawlers out there, for your friends. Yeah, bed. yeah. The the anime tournaments only happen in the bathrooms. They only, yeah, that's that's where that's their <laughs> that's their temple. Yep, their temple. To Core Gaming, which by the way, uh, I don't think we're going to talk about that at this point, but <laughs> y'all should watch that Core Gaming. Uh, what does it mean to be like a member of the FGC mm, video? What's the name of it? I wrote it down. It's somewhere. a uh, uh, need for community. Need, need for, for community. community. Which is I only I yeah. bring that up also because oddly enough, this was like the third time that I've watched a YouTube video that mentioned Martin Luther and the reform of Christianity. Very mm. strange that that was just. I don't know what the algorithm is trying to tell me, but fucking mm-hmm. bounce with the lutherans what's good uh <laughs> hey uh we got other stuff though tell me more is there more yeah. about minnesota i saw the minnesota state fair 
uh, from, from many of the Minnesota players, and particularly some of the food that you ate. And by God, I know Minnesota State Fair food is od, my dude. Can't it's... even fucking believe that shit. <laughs> it's things good. that I've never seen in my life. Yeah, like I really want people to come to Minnesota and uh, come to Minnesota in the summer because. I, in my honest opinion, we have the best summers ever. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just right. And it's always nice. Um, But yeah, the Minnesota State Fair, uh, every year we get a set of new foods that they serve. So they had like a cream soda, like a cream, no, how should I put it? Like a honey float cream. Oh, so this is like a thing. Agriculture building where they... Uh, how should I put it? Like they're local bees, and then they take their honey and they make ice cream out of it, and they put that in a cup full of cream soda, and you eat it just like that. It's so good, Whoa. especially in the summer too. It, yeah, it's super super good. I I recommend that if you do come to the Minnesota State Fair next year. Um, they also have, of course, you know your cheese curds, your hmm. Uh, fried pickles, fried candy bars, fried potatoes, a lot of really good stuff. And that's literally something that you want to go to, especially if you want to escape your diet just for one day or for like one week, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, like I said, it happens every year and it happens for, I believe, uh, 12 days. So most definitely come through if you guys are interested. I had no idea that they had that weird, like, crazy food situation. Yeah, it's mad crazy. That's bonkers. Uh, and we got cheese curds. We cool. got donuts. We do it's all the good stuff. Especially since in the summer we have freshly squeezed lemonade, mm-hmm. and that's super good. I do love a good like freshly squeezed lemonade. There's something yeah. about that. That do they add like a stupid amount of sugar to it? <laughs> yeah. Like a dumb amount of sugar. I, there's something about that that I really like. Mm-hmm. Like it's a guilty pleasure of mine. It, like it could just be like all they took was half a lemon and they're just like, fuck it. It's sugar water with a, like half a lemon in it. And I'm, exactly. like, I'm fucking on board with that. And let me tell you that it is 32 ounce as well. Oh, damn. Do you do the thing at the end where there's like sugar at the bottom and you take that half lemon and you kind of like rub it in the sugar at the bottom and then you like pick up the lemon. And it's like lemon lick. Just me? Okay, no. Okay, never mind. Never mind. No, no, That's just I've never me. done it before. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> no, that's the that's the the dirty lemonade uh, tips that I'm going to bestow upon to you uh, this evening. Uh, okay, so that's the Minnesota State Fair. I thought the bees thing was cool. That is cool. Yep. Yep. We got bees. Um, it's really nice because. They all locally, oh, I don't know how to play like locally raised bees. That kind of sounds weird. But, you know, they mm-hmm. take all the honey that the bees make and then they make a lot of really good stuff. Because at the State Fair, they also sold um, honey ice cream separately. So you can get either honey ice cream cone or the honey float as well. You ever do like a, like a fried ice cream that's like ice cream, but then it's got honey and cinnamon on it oh no that sounds really good it's oh, delicious man i'm missing so, out <laughs> it's pretty good uh all right any other food adventures you want to take us on before we go on to the next topic 
Um, so if you do visit Minnesota, we are the home of Juicy Lucy's. So Juicy Lucy's, they are burgers that are filled with cheese, hot melting cheese. Oh, okay. All right. And it's really good. Like it's it's so bad for you. I you know, I want a burger that's bad for me because I know it's good. But the Juicy Lucy here in Minnesota is just godlike. It's very it it's heavenly. It's a bliss. I would love to eat all the time, but I gotta watch my weight. <laughs> I think it was funny just recently, I don't know if you saw this, but I saw Mike Too Strong say that he had his first five guys like two weeks ago. That's so funny. And I was like, oh man, you've been missing out on all these Cajun fries. It's really good. And, you know, I do think that, you know, some people, they said that five guys is trash. And it's like, I think that it's kind of a state thing, you know? The cheese because... is trash in five guys. I'll say that. Oh, much. really? I, I like the cheese. I like, Darn. it's like, it's just like, it's just garbage cheese. It is Darn. the lowest level of acceptable cheese. Mm. Is acceptable, but. I ain't above eating trash. Let's put it that way. Sure, sure. No, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, because the five guys that I have here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's always been good to me. I've never gotten an upset stomach. I've just enjoy it anytime I go to five guys. Mm-hmm. No, I'm down with that. I just, their Cajun fries are, to me, top tier. Damn, I gotta try the Cajun fries again because the last time I tried Cajun fries, they gave me, they literally gave me soggy Cajun fries and it was not fun eating them. Upsetting. That's I just, know. You send them back. I know, send dump them back. Them, dump, like, them I, out, dump them out in the peanuts <laughs> and walk out. Right. Like, I know that they're good, but they just gave me a raw, like a really bad batch or something. It's a raw deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so mm-hmm. we've covered the Minnesota scene. It's great in the summertime. I'd probably agree with you. Any kind of northern North America in the summertime is gorgeous, I think. Most definitely. Uh, like Midwest. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Any, any northern place. Like, I would, like Maine or mm-hmm. Oregon or Michigan or any of those, any of those places. Parts of Canada. Very nice in the summertime. Quebec, beautiful in the summertime, but mm. at the same time, brutal in the fucking wintertime. Oh, yeah. Up here, too. Yeah. It's really bad. There's just, it, we're going to get into it here shortly. And I don't want, I don't want to say this too loud. If I say, if I say that winter is coming too loud, it will, it will upset my wife. I can't let her know that summer is over. I can't let her know. Should be very, very mad. I promise I won't tell her too. Uh, but no, we're about going to get into the season where it's just gray all the time. Mm. It's going to be gray until until spring, till like mid spring. But oh, fucking well. Uh, yeah, we're going so, back to mucky weather. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where you see a couple days of it and you're like, it's rearing its ugly head. And I'm to like prepare you of, hey, remember me. Remember how I am most most of the year? It's coming, <laughs> baby. I'm not about it's coming back. Right, I feel uh, it. So what about what about like jobs and stuff? Do we talk about jobs or do we cover jobs? Um, so we haven't covered jobs. I want to let people know that I work two jobs. Damn. Um, okay. Yeah, the grind is real, man. Even in real life. <laughs> two jobs. Um, you're a top competitor, and you. Are streaming oh, and you're a student. 
I can say that. I can say that as someone who's been like running the sponsorship. I could say. It. I think I can say that. Oh, I, I have authority. That. You're Thank a you. you're a sponsored player. You're why sp- well, we haven't talked about it at all quite yet. But <laughs> <laughs> for whatever, yeah, we're like forty minutes into a, into a podcast and haven't brought up the fact that oh, by the way, our Street Fighter is sponsoring Marine. Uh, but yeah, you're a sponsored player. I think I can I can say with authority <laughs> that's that lends top status. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank it, you. Because the other part about it is that it's not all. It's not just tournament results, right? It's not just Hopefully. how good you are as a player. That it's just all the experience that you gain from going to tournaments and from leveling up as well. That's part of it. And also there's like a, a community mm-hmm. element to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like what kind of effort are you putting into the? And I feel like, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know what you're adding to the community with, with whatever brand you've got going on. But sure. it's something, I'm sure. Uh, but jobs, we can. you have two of them. Yeah, um, I work as a part-time waitress and a part-time office assistant at my college. So um, so my schedule on the weekdays, I guess it really depends. So let's say that I work on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So on those three days, I get up for school. Like I get up at 8.40. I leave mm-hmm. uh, the house at 9 a.m., and then go to my classes and then go to my job at my school. And then after I'm done working at school, I go straight to my waitress job. And so I'm out of the house from 9 a.m. to like 9.30 or 10 p.m. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So it, like, honestly, Respect at first, that grind, was, folks. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. Like, at first, I thought to myself, like, man, I'm going to feel so burnt out. But right now, I'm I'm used to it. I really don't mind. Mm-hmm. It's just that, like, I want time to do homework. I want time to relax. And, of course, practice Street Fighter as well. But That is homework, the killer, right? Mm-hmm. Is that you you will realize that your body and what you are capable of, you're totally capable of doing this, of working that long hours and putting that much mental energy into like a full day of being Most alive. Definitely. But what you miss out on is at the end of the day, the energy to do anything else. Yeah. yeah kinda, do you feel mm-hmm. me on that vibe? Most definitely. Like anytime I come back or come home from work around 9.30 or 10 or so, I feel so relieved because mm-hmm. I'm just, I just jump on my bed. I'm like, oh man. You the know? day is done. You can close your, you done. can, you can shit in the privacy of your own home. I know. It's the best thing. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise you're on the fucking clock all day. It's like your business, definitely. shitting during business hours. <sighs> man <laughs> something about oh, that boy. where it's it it's not it's not pleasant it's not a good thing you are taking up the man's time and there's part of that that i'm okay with but sometimes you got to be on the grind and you can't you can't afford to, to take off that time and you know i rather be busy successful and tired than to be lazy and unmotivated or you know not doing anything because anytime mm. Like I'm not making money. I really do feel feel like a scrub. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that is the other end of it that Most definitely. I think we should give credence to is that there is 
we're, we're both very busy people, but at the same time, people who are not busy uh, by either it's their choice or by no fault of their own, just can't find work is that the not having a regiment, not having a schedule mm. can actually lead to like that malaise, right? Of, well, I don't really know what to do with my time. And I feel like if I'm not doing something positive, then I'm just taking up, like I'm using it selfishly. And then it becomes a whole like mental problem of, like feeling guilty of doing anything that is like on personal time. Yeah. And, Cause there's, there's been times where I've also lived that life and I, I can't do that either. Um, mm. But then again, that fucking grind, man. Yeah. That 12 it, hour work day is <laughs> something else. Yeah. It gets stressful at times, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm doing something for myself you know like i'm going to school mm -hmm. and of course making money as well and i know once i'm done with school it's going to be so worth it like with everything that i've accomplished and you know working two jobs because i can literally tell myself once i get that uh get my real job with my degree mm -hmm. i could tell myself like damn i really did work two jobs while going to school full-time, like, I really kicked my ass so hard to the point where I need to do this or else, like, no one's going to do it for you. Yeah, that you did do that accomplishment. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You'll it, have that paper that says you put in the fucking work and you'll have yeah, that paper it's that in the bank to, pull, to pay off school loans. Most definitely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, the only the thing that I will say to you, the advice, uh, for sure, relish that moment of course, absolutely big congratulatory moment. That's awesome. But then uh -huh. also like realize that there's, there's something that I realized is that there is no, to me at least, there's no point where I'm, I don't know if satisfied is the right word. Satisfied sure. is not the right word, but it's the word I'm going to use. There's no, like complacency, right? There's no moment where I'm like kicking the kicking the feet back. We're all done. Pack it up, yep. boys. Yeah, yep. it's easy ride from here. Because if it was an easy ride, if there was something like that, I'd actually become like a really boring human. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't find me interesting at that point. Mm. And then there's there's a whole other set of issues. So, like that's gonna be awesome. And I'm looking forward to whatever you got going on in the next like two years or so thank you i really appreciate the support that'll be cool and also like plans as a player perhaps i mean you've you've got quite the momentum right now <laughs> um of course you guys are and the and the supporters are sending me the canada cup and i seriously can't thank you guys enough for that opportunity i really do appreciate it so much um so canada, canada cup um and that'll be it for this year mm. but my schedule for next year it's always combo breaker evo hopefully uh red bull will do red bull conquests again because i really enjoyed red bull conquest this year yeah. um i am gonna try to go to ceo i really wanted to go because the venue looks so beautiful and it just looks looks so much fun i really want to attend and you know hang out with friends play mm. games and stay up till like that's a, player, that's a player's tournament right there. Most definitely. I tell agreed. you with assuredness that that is a player's first tournament. Most definitely. Guaranteed. 
no, that's cool. Because this season's mostly over. Like, mm-hmm. You can do the math here and see that the players who are not going to make top 32. But tournament experience is still useful. Uh, sure. Traveling is still useful. Uh, networking is still useful. Mm-mm. Building your hashtag branding is still useful to a player. So, like, I don't know. I feel like there's, and I've talked about this with the other player sponsors that our Street Fighter is has had throughout the year and it's like the winning isn't actually the important thing there's a lot of i guess un unmeasured elements to being a sponsored player at least through our street fight it's a little bit different thing because the community is so much behind you uh that just having that just knowing that you have people in your corner that are cheering for you is there's is there, let me ask you this. Is there something to that? Do you feel like there's a little bit of momentum behind you because of that? You know, yeah, let me tell you a story, Joe. So, Ooh, okay. Amy, <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it's like it really a story, but it's how I felt coming to Combo Breaker for the very first time. So, <laughs> um, anytime like I play in tournaments and people are watching me, I literally freak the fuck out. It's. Mm. It's crazy because that's where my anxiety starts to skyrocket through the stage roof. Stage fright. You get iced. Most definitely. It is stage fright. It is fear. It is everything that you can name of that are similar to those emotions because I really want to perform well, but it feels like those emotions are just creeping up on me, like whispering in my ear, like, hey, mess up, do this, and you'll mess up, or something like that. And hmm. it's a really crappy feeling. And as I went to more tournaments, I try to shake it off, just be like, you know what, Marine, just play how you usually play, have fun, kick ass, that's all you need to do. Right. And that has helped me a lot, because I know for my very first match, like, I know against uh, Eric C, shout out to Eric C for his dope-ass Fong and Manette, um, I played him on stream at Combo Breaker. You know how extremely nervous I was, and of course, you know how Twitch chat, Twitch chat gets. Right. Um... And I was just thinking about that. I was like, you know what? It's whatever. I'm just gonna do my thing. Let's just let's just mess. And it's uh, mess crazy it up. because you don't. You're not looking at the Twitch chat, but it is something yeah. that is in your mind. You have that, exactly the eyes yes, are yeah. watching, but you can't see. It's like a. It's a weird. Like yeah, it is weird. It's a weird feeling. Most definitely, I agree because you know that they're talking about you. You know that they're blowing you up just because you're a female competitor. Um, oh, yeah, there's that extra element, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. But when I was playing Eric C, uh, of course, he beat me. It was 1-2. But I just did this one mix-up that I was practicing all before Cabo Breaker, and I landed mm-hmm. it on Eric C. And I was like, yes, this is, this is literally the feeling that I want to experience because once you practice something and it works in person, you're like, dude, like that's that's freaking godlike and i want to keep yes. yeah i want to keep striving i want to keep doing what i love to do and just keep kicking ass with other people who do share the same goal because it's you're showing off a skill i i liken it almost to it's almost like hmm it's almost like DJing in a way of mm. you don't always get to do the things that you practice but sometimes like it will 
the crowd will move in such a way that you're like, okay, I'm going to do this transition and it's going to be, maybe there's no one, no other DJs listening that can relate to that. But I can see what you're saying though, of like, you practice this one thing, you want to show off this one thing, but to set up that one thing takes like a lot of fucking effort to get into that specific position to do that cool thing. Most that definitely. Take some effort. And then for it to just pay off and all, and like, because the time that it takes for it to happen is like 10 seconds. Mm. And like, that's all it was. Most definitely. But like, all of the effort that you put into learning that thing, all of the the previous match that you just went through to set up that, uh, whatever setup it was, is like, all the conditioning that you've done to your opponent is like, yeah, oh, it's so gratifying, especially as a grappler. Especially as a grappler. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Yeah, it's great. But now, now that I think about it, like when I play in tournament now, and you know, people are watching me, and if I do get on stream, like how I got on stream at Evo, and in my head I was like, oh, I know Twitch chat's gonna rip me up, but at the same time, I was like, I don't care. You know, they're not here. They're not playing. They're not me. Mm-hmm. I'm here to play how i want to play i'm here to be myself and i'm here to you know experience all of these other players from around the world who are in the same spot just mashing buttons you know like we all have the same mutual or we all have the mutual hobbies so that's something that i want to thank myself for is just kind of building up the confidence thinking about myself only when i play then not thinking about like other people thinking about me saying like oh like she only plays laura because she's a girl or um she's just playing for attention and it's like no dude fuck off i'm just here just the same as you being here playing video games hanging out with friends like if that was your reason for for playing or doing that like that's such a weak reason that no human would have the will to continue and play at the level that you are and I'm not trying. Okay, that was a bit. That was a bit building you up. I have to tear you down now. Uh, no, you're fine. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That was, that was a bit ham fisted. But that I feel like that's true. Of like, if you were, if that's, if that was truly the reason why you were playing, which obviously it's not, then like, no, no person would continue to play if it's like, well, that's. It's like if if. If all you want is fame, you're not going to get famous. Sure. I feel like that's a quote from somewhere. Mm. I don't know who said it, but that's probably a quote from somebody. Because Mm. if all you want is that attention, you're actually not going to put the effort in to do the thing you actually love. And usually people get famous because they're putting effort in the thing they fucking love, not the Mm. other way around of seeking fame. Mm. Although some sometimes the other argument could be made. However, that's the argument that I'm going to stand on because I feel like that's a good argument uh, and is true to most people's lives. Sure. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is you brought something up of the people who aren't there who don't really know what those and what that environment is really like. I guess like be also being in the same atmosphere as yeah. well. You know, there's there's all the people on stream they don't really have an idea of what. Like they might have like pictures of the crowd. They might have like video capture of the players playing and it might shoot back to the audience so you can see like where the, the chairs are. I'm like specifically thinking of Evo, but that doesn't really capture it, right? 
Mm. Like I saw people saying, and this one really got me, and I have to bring it up again because it made me really fucking mad, where people were like, I can't understand why they wouldn't online keep track of of top 64 they can just enter it in online why would to's not do that mm. and it's like bro were you around at top 64 mm-hmm. right but getting a hold of any of those players was a fucking miracle <laughs> like watching right, right. those people all of those to's which are fantastic to's they was basically the same crew that did it last year um mm. And maybe some people from the year before, but like standing up on chairs, being like, "I need mana, I need mana," uh, and uh. it's a small, it's a small area that people are playing in. But just to even get one person's attention was like a fucking miracle. And to say people be like, "Well, they aren't keeping track of it online. It'd be so easy." It's like, bruh, you weren't, you weren't, you, you weren't there, you weren't there. You didn't live it. <laughs> you couldn't like see that that was. Oh, clearly that's just. In impossible you can't rely on that at all it's exactly. it's like yeah as they running around with a piece of paper being like i need is bonchan around is he even here where's kaba i don't know just trying right. to get the next match uh and usually there's only like two matches playing but then there's like a coliseum built of people up and around where you you're like lucky to get that one sl- i can see the life bars so i know who's winning uh, and that alone is like that one got that one got me specifically because of how hard those tos work i know it's it's true of all events too right it's like props to the tos just for dealing with that kind of stuff and of course keeping everything organized as well they are extremely hard they're extremely hard workers Mm -hmm. and seriously i want to give them props anytime i see them be like hey man i want to thank you for all you do and just keep keep kicking ass at it you know what i mean Right, because like it's not like the compensation is is all that great. Mm-hmm. It's there; they're getting paid. Oh yeah, most definitely. But it's not. It, you don't do that without like really loving it and putting work into it. There's mm-hmm. not someone who's like lazily just trying to get a hold. It's just not what it is. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. I, I've no, been you're good. Don't worry about guys. it, dude. Don't right. worry. I got, I got mad again. I'm sorry. No, don't worry about it. We like, are recording we can... on a Tuesday, and I'm very well known. <laughs> I, I get very angry on Tuesdays. Well, that's, on Tuesday. That's kind of a, uh, of a thing in our in the mod chat, in the R Street Fighter mod chat, is that for whatever reason, uh, and it's not that there's blowups, but just like for whatever reason, I get like really pissed off on Tuesdays. Like something will happen that just like sets me off, and I'll say something like I'm pissed, I'm mad, and I'll throw a chair in the chat, and they're like, it must be Tuesday. That's how you know. You know when Joe's man throws a chair. Well, you know it's that time I throw of the, the day, digital guys. chair. The digital chair is thrown. <laughs> What's the digital equivalent of throwing a chair across a room? Mm, I don't know. I guess you could just make like a wall of text, kind of like an yeah. animation of throwing a chair, and there you go. Yeah, Your te- digital wall of text chair. Is pretty good. <laughs> That's true. All right. Kind of speaking of internet life, I. I want to prod you on this question, and it's not something that we have written down. I'm going off sure, script, no guys. Going off script. Uh, and it's that you have a certain brand on Twitter. Would you agree with that? Hmm. Or are you just living your best life? 
That yeah, that's a good answer. I'm just living my best life. I guess you know maybe I don't see the brand, but I, I, I mean just, it's not that I yeah. don't think the thing is I don't think it's intent. It might not be intentional. Sure, sure, yeah, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a certain. Like I know that I can just tweet fat asses at you and that be totally cool. <laughs> and that will be fine. Um, not true God. of other people. That, that that might not be true of other people. Yeah, cuz like people they see it, they're like what are you talking about you pervert? You yeah, know? that's that's the other thing. The optics <laughs> of that is hey, this organization tweeted fat asses at Maureen. What the fuck's up with that? And then just have to be like not nah, it's cool just uh, fuck it it's cool. You guys. No, we'll, we'll tell you guys. We'll explain the context behind fat asses. Let me let you know the lore on this, which I guess we should maybe explain the lore on fat asses at some point. We Most definitely. Do yeah. Uh, do you want to get behind the lore on fat asses? Most definitely. I'll tell you. Fat asses is a thing or important. <laughs> All right. Story time. Sit back. So. It's, it's another story time. <laughs> so it was at um evo 2017 i decided to bring my fat asses hat and my fat asses hat it was made from a very dear friend of mine um that's a customized hat it is a customized hat oh wow one of a kind yes. i didn't know that it i thought is. maybe that was just some like goof you got out of spencer's gifts <laughs> nope one of a kind That's i fascinating. okay cool. yeah fat asses it's a great hat love fat asses boom well but anyway so at evil 2017 um it was I, oh yeah it was on saturday night that's where you know people were just started drinking started party partying and you know hanging out um because many of them have been eliminated from tournament at that point. Yep, yep. Of course, me too. I've been eliminated as well. Right. Um, so it was just, you know, my group of friends, you know, part of the local M FGC friends. It was me, uh, we got me and Saltine, and we got Mojo. You know Mojo, mm -hmm. the Mika player. Very good Mika. Um, and our friend Zach and our friend Justin, like we were all in the same room. So we were like, hey, why don't we just go to the after party? And we're like, yeah, sure. So we got ready and we just went to go dick around. Like my friend Zach, he's the king of memes. He's so funny because he was literally wearing his Iron Man costume to the bar fights after party. Okay, that's a decision. <laughs> yeah. right. And so um, they had like a photo shoot booth or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they also had, you know, costumes that you can wear to take pictures. So they had horse masks. They also had some other stuff. And this was um, bar fights at the eye candy lounge, which is if you're not familiar yes, with correct. it. It's like a lounge bar that's in the center of the casino. So casino, it's like kind of open to other places, uh -huh. but it's not a huge like foot traffic, but they they had a, a photo booth set up. Most definitely. So um, as we were at the party, we saw Daigo taking pictures and I was like, Yo, I was taking pictures with people, and so I uh, got to hang out with you know Alex Myers, Theroblast, Stupendous, and um, and of course I was there as well. Uh, we all got together. We took a picture with Daigo. So what was funny when we walked up to Daigo, he uh, he said hi, and then <laughs> he was holding the the shutter button. So I was like, wait, Daigo. I put my hat on him and he's like, 
okay, one, two, three. And then we all took a picture and we took multiple pictures and we were like, no, yeah, we all literally looked at the picture. We're like, yo, that shit is going to be viral as hell. Fucking gold. So <laughs> it was awesome. So the next day they sent out the pictures. Uh, Alex Myers, he posted the picture and everyone was, and no, he captioned it. He was like, all right, Daigo loves loves fat asses not not 3d titties it's fat asses so then it's confirmed he's an ass man he's an ass man exactly so then people started cropping his face with the fat asses hat and making memes and of course putting the putting it as their display profile picture and there we go that's where fat asses started it's uh Adventure, you know, through that's that very good. That's very good, especially <laughs> because I don't think at that time he was reading English. Like even yeah, still, it was I, funny. like he's still very like not. He just refuses to really learn English, and that is awesome. That's cool that he's yeah. just like I don't know, fuck that shit. Yeah, I don't care. Like I'm good at Street Fighter, like, but I also you <laughs> can run him into a situation where someone puts a hat on him that says "fat asses." Yeah. And that just lives in infamy and I love it. It's so good. It's it's mad good. I love it so much because Oh damn, Quasi found the the tweet in the chat, which I should say, I don't know if we Dang. mentioned this earlier on this podcast, but we are doing it live. Uh so that if we react to to a chat, that is why. But there yeah. it is. Man, you found that fucking fast. Awesome. Twitter search isn't like Twitter good. search. It's kind of yeah. bad. Um But yeah, awesome. So yeah, it was pretty funny because everyone saw my hat. They even asked me where I got my hat. I was like, I can't tell you, man. It's a secret. So. <laughs> I didn't, see, I didn't know that part. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that it was a special hat made just for you special. That's cool. Yes. It's a meme hat for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's only certain certain places you can wear that. Like, There's only certain oh, yeah. places where I can wear my fuck geef shirt. Yeah. There's only certain places where that's appropriate. And yeah, I remember I, I accidentally wore a shirt that said that had fuck on it. And it was, I think it was some sort of Ooh, rock band. It, it said a curse on it. Ooh. Did you, wear, like, did you wear it to your church? To your church assembly? <laughs> no, and, and what's funny is that uh, wear it like, to I Sunday was just mass? walking with my... Oh my god! Like when I was <laughs> when I was walking, my friend, like this lady, she had a look of disgust. She was like, "Ugh, why are you wearing that shirt?" Like I'm probably like, well, she didn't say it to me in person, but I knew she was like saying that like in her head or saying She's that after. You a stink eye. Yeah, she was giving me a stink eye, and it's like, oh come on, man, it just says fuck. Like, have you never seen the word fuck before? But yeah, <laughs> that reminds me of a story. Um, because some people, I would say, yes. There are some people who don't who don't do a curse words ever. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't say curse words. There are some people all. who don't, and I respect that. Uh, there's that whole thing of if you swear, then you just can't think of other vocabulary, and I agree with that. Mm. However, a good placed f word can be really, really, really fucking funny. Right. Uh, I, that's that's my opinion. Uh, however. Uh, there are people who don't. So I have a friend whose grandma for the longest time, she was like at the time in her, I want to say mid eighties. Uh, sure. Was when this, and she tells the story of she went her whole life without saying a curse word. And then just out of nowhere, it was like a quiet Sunday afternoon. She just goes, 
and imagine a 85 year old lady out of nowhere just going fuck 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 <laughs> just like in the li- everyone's just like sitting having like a nice evening uh, very <laughs> silent in an old and everyone was like what just what grandma Yo, she's like i just grandma. wanted and all she said was i just wanted to know what it felt like Oh, and then never That's swore funny. again like to think going your entire life without swearing and then 85 being like let me just try and do a like hot rail of fucks let's just blow them all and just get them all out of fucks. <laughs> yeah, and then just be done with it and you go okay I, I, all right <laughs> and all then right. just like, never I, again I, I know the feel of the word now I, i'm okay all right grandma <laughs> yeah, don't say that out. word in public <laughs> <laughs> and then she hopped on a motorcycle and rode out of that bitch uh, See she bit. hopped on her skateboard and rode down d- Widowmaker's Curve because she was a cool grandma. I'm on my way to fuck your bitch. See ya. Okay, but anyway, that was that's that story because there are some yeah. people who go a ways without. So I can understand old lady being like, "Oh, miss, you shouldn't have a fuck on your shirt. That's, <laughs> that's no good for the ch- think of the children." Uh, children are gonna see that shit too. Let me ask so. you, Ryan. Did you think yeah. of the children? Uh, not really. Did you Those once think of the children? Children's are shitheads, my dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of behind you on that. Get pets, not kids. Anyway, yes. <laughs> pet your dog, not your child. That <laughs> has a different connotation. <laughs> As it was coming out of my mouth, I knew it was wrong. I knew it was wrong, but I said it anyway. Just, just, just pet your pets if you have pets. All so, right? yeah. Uh, anyway, so we have another topic we can talk about. We kind of touched on it earlier, but I didn't know you as a cosplayer. Have you done cosplay? Yeah. Do you continue to do cosplay? What's the cosplay life like? I don't know. So, yep, I, I guess I would say I used to do cosplay back then before or i would say before it was kind of like during fighting games or during uh street fighter 4 that's where i didn't really have the uh the mm-hmm. motivation to get better in street fighter so of course you know i did a cosplay i did a lot of cosplays i wanted to do because it's just it's just an awesome feeling to see yourself as the character that you really love and bringing it to a convention, getting your pictures taken, and of course, just having a ball. So if I want to continue cosplay, it's going to be a little difficult for me, especially since I am mostly focused on Street Fighter V. Um, I really want to, but I just feel like it's going to be twice as stressful because especially if there's a convention coming up, mm. And I'm just practicing Street Fighter, and I have a cosplay that's like five percent done. I get stressed the fuck out. It's right. it's mad crazy. There's that level so, of anxiety of most most definitely. I can understand yeah. that with any unfinished project of if I'm mm-hmm. not working on it, then I'm what am I doing? What am I doing with exactly. my time? Or like things that you have to do, like work or school, or like most that's all I can think about. I have to get back and do it, and if mm. I don't, then I cosmically i i'm fucked i'm fucked really, <laughs> like there like there's really no circum like consequences for not really finishing your cosplay it's just that you don't get for it sure. done it's like well, your own love for it but you, it's that little bug in the back of your brain that tells you hey hate yourself for a minute and you go mm, okay <laughs> okay uh, brain i'll do that yeah i feel it because um like all i can do right now is just 
reuse the cosplays I made and just wear them again. Mm-hmm. Just to, you know, of course, save money, um, save time, and, you know, just have fun with it. Because I did cosplays for uh, Combo Breaker cool. once uh, when they had me as a cosplay judge. And, of course, yeah, I'll make a cosplay, you know, because they're hiring me as a cosplay judge. Let me ask but you at this. other conventions. Yeah, for sure. Side note, is there pressure to continue to make more different costumes or appear differently at different occasions? Um, so I don't know. I kind of sound, I feel like I'm going to sound a little selfish when I say this, okay. but it's like if a tournament wants me to do cosplay, then I would be willing to do it. I don't really like the idea of me cosplaying at a tournament and also competing as well, because I would just be mad stressful. Cause of course I want to compete in comfortable, comfortable clothing. You know what I mean? Right. Not saying that cosplay is or is not comfortable comfortable. Um, yeah i feel it but um of course i want to be myself when i compete and of course be myself at conventions where i'm wearing a cosplay just to show it off with people who are also there in cosplays right it's either Mm -hmm. like you're there to work or there to enjoy yourself right and of course you know tournaments there are a lot of uh cosplayers showing up and i really like to see that because i love cosplay i love video games like What's not there to like? That's yeah, awesome. There's a lot of great cosplayers out there who also enjoy playing the games. Like mm-hmm. that's the one thing that I actually that kind of bothers me is it seems like the question is always to people who cosplay. Well, do you play this game? Do you know this character? Oh God, I don't get me started on that. Like I literally. This is like this I know this is like a rote that. argument, right? Like clearly the answer is yeah. Fuck you, guy. I wouldn't show up in this costume if I didn't even know who the fuck I'm like clearly I wouldn't mm-hmm. and like well, maybe definitely. there's anecdotal evidence of people dressing up as characters who they don't know maybe you might have one anecdotal story in your in your fucking life but for the mm-hmm. most part it's just like people being I want to look cool right mm-hmm. but, all right, so we don't have to talk about that that's a that's a rote argument it's just that just TLDR people who say that stuff they're just assholes they're not there to have fun they're just genuinely sad people Simple as that. I think because, that that's true. There's a certain like level of mm-hmm. humanity sadness that they have to. They must be carrying with them the entire time to be like, I have this whole load of sadness in my life that I just need. I need an outlet to dump all this. I got. I can't hold all this sadness. I'm just. What am I gonna do with all this sadness? And then uh, do you? Yeah. Kind of, <laughs> I dropped it all Fuck over the. You for cosplaying this co- Yeah. <laughs> do you even know Matsuda? What's her brother's name? No. Oh. Oh, do you know her command grabs? Oh. Yeah, it's it's fucking wild. But honestly, it's just so fun. Just What's her okay off of a command grab? <laughs> do you know Capcom? <laughs> Please. Uh, <laughs> all right. Sorry. If we, that's. Sorry, I wrapped, tighten up, got to tighten up. Got a little out of hand there, folks. Sorry. Nah, you good. A little, <laughs> a little bit of a tirade there. Um, but so when you when you do cosplay, it's either cosplay or competing for you. Not to yeah. say that people can't do that. It's just that one way or the other for you. And any anything in the future that you might be looking is there. If carte blanche, you're given. All materials for any cosplay that you want for any character, who do you choose? Um, holy crap! That's, you have like a lot. Of, is this like a? It, is 
is this a bad cosplay question? I'm not used to no, asking no, 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 no. You're good. You're good. You're good. Um, it's just that there's a lot of cosplays that I want to make since uh the last cos or I would say the last uh actually no I'll say this so the last armor cosplay I made was Sylvanas Windrunner and that was my very first uh Warblot armor cosplay that I did and I really liked it a lot because it felt so cool just forming the material and putting it on your body and looking like wow this is actually me you know like I said before is making a cosplay putting it on yourself and like hey that's me this is the character that I love and cherish all the like it, it it's it's freaking amazing um but one of the cosplays I would want to make in the future is I know this sounds pretty vague but more armor cosplays I am kind of leaning towards Monster Hunter cosplays and uh I guess really like my own mon- there's some really good Monster Hunter armor I know it's, it's so really cool <laughs> yeah and I guess um what else Yep, the Monster Hunter cosplays, and of course, my other uh, variations that I came up with, like a Malagos from World of Warcraft. I would want to make like a armor set of Malagos, kind of a female version of Malagos. Okay. Because Malagos is my favorite, next to Sylvanas. <laughs> All right, word, word. Is there a particular Monster Hunter armor that you had in mind, or just generally there is a couple there that are pretty good? You could get like a cool uh, Rathalos or uh Rathalos is pretty cool. Um, but I would love to make Zynogar. Zynogar yeah, Zynogar hand sound is my favorite armor. I like the um fucking what I can't even remember now. It's a, the symbiotic. No, no, I I know Zynogre? what I know uh I know that that monster armor. I can't remember what's the one that lays the bombs and roll it has the what the fuck is that one? What the fuck is it uh, It's an O. Odd. Uh, it, it's always it, it, when I ha- when I say it in my mind, I use too many syllables. Um, I don't know. Shoot, no. a monster that starts with O. It mm, drops bombs. No, it starts with a D. Sorry, it's in D? the last area. Yeah. Ah, monster shit. Hunter World Monsters. It's very good to Google things when you're when you're doing a podcast. I know it's so nice. <laughs> it's the best thing, and when I say it's the best thing, I mean you, it's a bad thing. Actually, you don't want to do it. Uh, mm. However, I will say uh, we can move on to the next topic after. Sure, no problem. After yeah. cosplay, because we've oh, I like the the Radabon, and then the one that is like the Radabon, which is the Uragon. Hmm. It's that big jaw monster. I like the because the, oh, the, the Radabon's yeah. got the it's spiky. It's very spiky, Spikes. but it's but it's it's so more edgy. like it. Yeah, I'm an edge lord. Check me out. <laughs> I'm into skulls and shit. I'm an angsty teen, and I've got shit to say about the world. You know what? I don't think people would agree with my opinions most Damn. of the time. Your world metal opinion. Yeah. How can eyes be real if mirrors aren't real? Damn. Real lies, real lies, real lies. All those first. You don't Bro. deserve my big Toblerone. Okay. Um, next topic, though. Actual Street Fighter topics. Not that we haven't been talking about Street Fighter. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know what? Nah, we're we're hitting we're kind of hitting our limit here, and it is stormy outside where I am, 
and oh, you've already had okay. bad Twitch situations, so I think we're going to... There's, like, we're on Tornado Watch here. Oh, shit. And I think I might have gotten audio. There was a big old boom uh, about 10-ish minutes ago. I don't know if people heard that. So maybe we can do go into the the ending part unless there's something specifically that you wanted to bring up and talk about i can go until until we're good so but i'm just saying like maybe the topics that i have listed here we we shouldn't talk about um yeah uh oh we can talk about why uh capcom doesn't do costume design contests okay because i think that is i think that's worthwhile because, because that's you, one of the things i want to talk about okay cool uh, so th- what Marina is talking about is a question was posted in our street fighter. That was well, not a question so much as like a, Hey, what about this thing? Uh, a suggestion of Capcom should hold a costume design contest and the winner should get added into the game. Uh, mm. so at first blush, what is your opinion of that? Honestly, I think it's a good idea because not to hate on Capcom, they're giving costumes to characters that don't really fit them. You know what I mean? Hmm. Because they recently came out with the Darkstalkers costumes. Yes. And they gave the Felicia costume to Manette. And yeah, and you know, I can understand that, that Manette, she has a cat personality. But they're. There are mods that have made beautiful mods of Chun-Li as Morrigan, Mika as Felicia, and it's like, yo, these guys should be hired in Capcom. They're making mad work, and just out of, you know, all all their supporters and doing it on their own free time, they're making mad work, and it's awesome as hell. Um, That's why I think the community, they have a lot of talent. They know what they're doing, and they know, like, which costumes to give to to these characters. Because mm-hmm. I did make a small variation costume for Laura. So her birthday is in August, and she's a Leo. And you know how in Street Fighter Four they came out with Zodiac costumes? I thought that it would be cool to give Laura, like, a lioness costume, just because her birthday is in August and she's a Leo. Huh. And, I of course... Yeah, and of course, uh, Abuki, she, she's literally a Tanuki, so you give her like a little cute Tanuki costume that is similar to her uh, original costume, but of course, add some um, like Tanuki-like flares, you know what I mean? This is the second time that a Tanuki has come up on this podcast two weeks in a row, so congratulations. Mm. Uh, it came up last week because Mark and I were talking about Tanukis and their massive, massive balls canonically are you Dude, familiar with that just, lore yeah it, like okay. they have those statues in the dojos and it's really funny i know right like when you look at those statues in the dojos those tanukis have balls right those are the balls right <laughs> yeah am i the only, i mean so maybe i'm wrong no, for looking it, at it that is. way but that looks like they're standing over these massive like you need a wheelbarrow to carry around these big old massive tanuki balls yeah, they are mad Tanuki balls. No, it, it's actually Tanuki balls because if you just look up the lore of those Tanukis, then you'd be seeing mad furry Tanuki balls. Yeah, safe search <laughs> off, by the way. You want that all the way Oh, off. yeah, most definitely. And you want to search that at home, too. I don't want you to get 
do it at work. work. Safe search elf. <laughs> That's how they know. That's Most how they know what you're into, what you're really into. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, but I agree with that. I, as someone who actually thought the furry costumes were really good in Street Fighter IV, uh, more Animal Crossovers would be cool. Yeah, just something similar to uh, the Street Fighter IV costumes, you know, because it was really cool that every character got a Halloween uh, Halloween costume and every character got a Zodiac costume. But Mm -hmm. in this season, there's only a couple of characters that are getting a certain costume. Yeah, it is one of those things where, and I guess we can tie this into... No, I'm not going to try and backwards do it. We'll talk about this later. However, the point of having a... Why I don't think a costume contest will work, uh, specifically because of the amount of work that would be put in by the community for for free mm-hmm. to design, or at least concept designs for a large company, Uh And then the problem with that is if they set up the contest to say, oh, we're just giving it to the winner of this contest and don't have wording in there that says, but also we can use all of the stuff that's submitted here because they would actually have to do that because a lot of the times what big companies do, they won't actually listen to like any pitch that you have because that can then be used of, well, no, this was my idea and you stole it. Mm -hmm. This is my, I drew this. Uh, and you took this from me and I wasn't compensated for it. Granted, you likely won't, as like a normal person, would not sue Capcom for that. I get that. Mm-hmm. That's just not what people are about doing. However, from like a, their lawyers have probably talked to them and said, yeah, no, uh, you can't hear any suggestions because once you hear it and once it's out there, then we're now liable for having heard that suggestion and say you suggested Tanuki costume for... Uh, for the Ibuki directly to Capcom in an official Capcom way. It's like an mm. official, like you know, it's not just something that just exists out there in the ether. It's a, you have submitted this to Capcom. They have it in their hands. Didn't right. use it officially for the winter thing, but then also want to do any kind of Tanuki costume in the future. Then it's like, there's a little bit of liability there. Sure. So from like a legal standpoint, I don't think that would mm-hmm. be a thing. And then also, I don't know. Mm, it's just like a lot of free sure. work. And right. Granted, sure, are, sure. Like, here's like the, I don't know. This one's tough for me because, and I'm going to have, at some point, I plan on having a round table of artists here. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen that for sure. Trying to get that to happen. Uh, and I want to get their opinions on, because I, I'm pretty sure I know what their opinions will be, but I want to have this discussion of doing work for free for exposure. Mm-hmm. Because a lo- what I saw a lot of people saying in that particular thread was, well, if the artist gets out there and it's that their name is out there, it's big with Capcom and it's, they, they get the exposure, even if they don't use the costume. It's like, well, that's not payment. Like Mm-mm-mm. that's, that's not you should be paid you should be compensated for your work because overall because then you get people because like culturally speaking 
at least this is my opinion, and I'll I'll talk to them about it later. Uh, and I don't know if you can you you do some art. You actually drew. Here's a little fun fact. You actually <laughs> sketched out the the shirt that you are are wearing. It's your your sponsorship tee was actually based on your sketch. Yeah. And then Quasi took it and did did his Quasi magic, uh, but. I I just want to know what artists' mm. opinions are on how yeah, much should definitely. compensation be, and then like, is there a? I'm like losing my thread on this, but no, I know what you mean, especially for those uh, artists. Like, I know uh, Roboto; he mm-hmm. used to work with uh, Udon Network or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, he worked with a set of uh, artists that worked for Capcom's. Uh, Capcom's, you know, uh, art side of the whole thing. I don't know how, how I should put it, but he does really good work. And of course, I would want to talk or ask him for his opinion because he mm-hmm. makes incredible artwork and he did make artwork for Capcom. Um, and I guess it's just something to think about. Yeah, I, I totally agree about that, that there are some pros and cons of making it an art contest because it's like, oh, I won. They're going to use my work. Are they going to compensate me or what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Right. And that can, like, their kind of artwork can literally go um, all around the world and people are using it. And I can kind of feel how they would feel about, you know, seeing people use their artwork and they're like, you know, people because aren't sets, giving me credit it for it. It sets a or... precedent that sure. the value of art is zero dollars mm. in, a, in a backwards way that I think is generally harmful to people who want to continue to do art as something that could potentially feed them. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, and that will, we'll dig into that on another episode of RSF radio. Uh, mm-hmm. Because at the same time, like Capcom's making a lot of money off of costumes. For sure. Uh, yeah. Like look be. at Chun-Li. <laughs> yeah. They don't make that many costumes. If they don't sell them. They actually put uh-huh. out some of the numbers that were like, hey, like here's how many people downloaded these costumes. Uh, and I bring that up because I say we're not going to talk about it. Now I dig back into it. But I bring that up specifically like they make a lot of money off of that because uh-huh. Akira just released a statement uh, about fighting layer, uh, fighting EX layer. I always call it fighting Larry X because I wanted to be no, called Flex good. so I wanted to be called Flex so bad that I've erased flex. the actual name in my mind and replaced it with flex? what it with what it fucking should be. <laughs> I continue to do that. Anyway, they released a statement uh, that was, and I'll read it verbatim. Uh, we are terribly sorry, and this was on why crossplay isn't as easy as it looks, and they explained why they can't have crossplay uh, in fighting EX Layer. Says, we are terribly sorry, but this is impossible with our company's assets. We do not have the funding to prepare an entry server, matching server, relay server around the world. It's impossible uh-huh. to do so without having a game that's hu- huge hit worldwide, as well as plenty of DLC items to cover the funding. Uh-huh. We apologize for our lack of ability. Which, to some point, like, good on them for releasing that statement they've also been doing a fucking incredible job with like a game that probably shouldn't have existed in the first place like Mm -hmm. it's a fucking miracle that that game existed and did as well as it did and continues to do well it's a good game but for them to be open and honest about this and just say no like we 
we don't have the the line to sell DLC in our game, uh, and we don't have that line of assets to continue to make money off of it like other games, um, uh, because this shit costs money. So like Capcom's right. making money off of costumes, right? That isn't going into the pocket of artists, or there's not being like a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not like a percent sharing with the artist who made the costumes, you know? Like, if uh-huh. you do a costume, it's like the percentage of that money is not going back to your pocket. They're going to keep Right. It and the in. thing is that exposure isn't paying for their rents, for their food, for everything. Right. So, yeah. It, you know, now I think about it, yeah, it really is kind of uh, complex in ways, you know? Like, Hmm. of course, yeah, I do agree that it'd be really cool to showcase people's work in an art contest that Capcom will take their art and, of course, make their model. But at the same time, like, am I getting paid for this? Like, am I going to get credit for it? You know, it's it's really a stressful situation if that really does happen, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. All right. I think that 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 covers that topic on costume contest yeah for sure i would like (laughs) i would like zangief in a suit i think everyone should oh in like a tuxedo suit okay i think the entire cast should get suits i maintain that throughout all time all characters should get suits pantsuits pencil thin pencil thin skirts (laughs) i'm down i'm down with all that because like you know cammy and uh, I think, yeah, Kami, Chun-Li, and Ibuki, and I believe Kadin, they all have formal attire. Yeah. I want everyone to get a formal attire, yeah. including the guys and all the girls Clean in the them game. up. Hell yeah. Clean them up. Also, maybe some gender-bent costumes. That'd be cool. That'd be super dope. Yeah, like, we got some... Or, like, you know, we got Monster Hunter co- cosplays, like Mika dressed up as Zynogre. It would be really cool to see some Monster Hunter cosplays for other characters as well. Yeah, those Monster like, Hunter costumes are really good. Mm-hmm. And, like, because, Abigail... Yeah, those armors are really good in general. Right, and Abigail, he can dress up as some sort of uh, monster. Could, yeah, he could be the monster. Because he's that big, you know? <laughs> he's two Kens tall. He's the size of two Kens. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I've expended my my amount of energy for for topics here, uh, which we can head into the final portion of the podcast, uh, which if you're not familiar and listeners aren't familiar, what I like to do whenever I have a new guest, uh, I ask them a line of two questions. Oh, man. It tells a lot about a player based on these two questions. Uh, So we'll see how you do. Uh, it's a math test based on frame data, so hopefully you've you've prepared. Yes. <gasps> oh. Have you bought your calculator? This is oh. this is not an open book test, so put that uh. away. Uh. Uh. No, 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 it's not. It's nothing <laughs> like that. Uh, the question is, uh, what is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game? Um. Hmm. I would have to. S- yeah. I was just going to give examples, to, but go ahead if you have an answer. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if this is the right answer, but I was going to say in Street Fighter 4, mm-hmm. when I played Jury, I really liked her crouching medium punch. It's such a good answer here. <laughs> yeah, it's the one that kind of like like swipes up a little bit. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's so good. And I wish she had that in 5. That'd be godlike. That's um, not really an anti-air. Huh. 
Yeah, I don't know. That's one of the things. Also, I want to do like a tiny side story if that's okay with you. Yeah, you can. I ask this question so that it can lead places. Take me on a journey. All right, Joe, I'll take you on the journey. So, yeah, I really liked Jerry's crouching medium punch because I would always do it anytime I see someone jumping in. And I don't mean to sound egotistical in any way, but uh, people always say, like, dang, Maureen, you're really good at anti airs. Like, that's one of the things that you should be really good at, because if you don't do anti-airs, then you're pretty much fucked. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that just stuck to me. It was like, dang, you know, if I keep this up, I can get better at other things in uh, Street Fighter 4 and, of course, ongoing to Street Fighter 5. So that's one of my favorite buttons is just to remember from is getting better just from an anti-air. <laughs> because you built you built your basics on that. Most that definitely. one ability of, well, you're not going to jump in, so now we can think about the neutral. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, good answer. Good answer. I yeah, like that's that. the only answer I have. <laughs> uh, all right, then. Uh, then I'll, here's part two to the question. Uh, what is your favorite combo in any fighting game? Hmm, my favorite combo... Uh, I really like... Um, Yun's uh combo i forgot what it was called because it's like when yeah like when he would do that dash thing oh my gosh i think um it could you could be talking three third strike or third strike or or four four. yeah i like similar combos actually yeah i really like both of them i honestly to be honest i really wanted to play uh no it it was yun it was yun yeah yun it was Yoon, and I really wanted to play Yoon in 4, but he was just too hard for me, so I played Jerry instead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anytime I watch people play Yoon, I'm like, man, Yoon is so cool. He's my favorite. Then he so activated I Super, really... and then yes, just saw A, A, A. that was my favorite combo, and it was just so funny, because I'm, I'm just like singing along to what he's saying. Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> I agree with it because that's that's like a combo that gets the crowd involved. I was mm-hmm. I was like combos like that. They're um, so fun and it's so funny just to watch them because you're watching a person just getting like repetitive combo done, you know? Yeah, because you because you basically know how many loops you're gonna go through. So when you see it, you go I I I I I so much fun. Or one of my favorites was. Uh, back in Street Fighter 4, and only a couple tournaments did this, is they would have a crowd camera, and during mm. Rufus's ultra, at the very end, when he did the hands up, the crowd mm. would do the hands up. And it would cut oh, for them. Rufus? Yeah. Yes! That was oh always my good. God. Or also, um, uh, T-Hawk as well. Like, he would sit on his opponent and go, oh! With his, with his hands Arms crossed. <laughs> Yeah, arms crossed with his like hand raised a little bit. Yeah, it's so cute. Oh I yeah, love he it. did the hat. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. Hmm. problematic. Yep. Uh, <laughs> weird. Uh, no, yeah, the combos mm-hmm. that get like the party started. Oh, it's so uh, fun! And it just the goes mambo down number five of combos. Let's say mm. most the- definitely. <laughs> like not not like Chun Li A A A more of Yun. Yun's A. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, no, good answers. I like that. Mm-hmm. Good answers there. So that then concludes your line of questioning. You are free to go. 
you're free, to walk, you're free to walk out that door. Um, okay. <laughs> no, but unless there's anything else that you want to cover or things that we should touch on again, just to kind of promote what you've got going on. Well, I all like I want to thank you guys and the supporters for sending me the cap. Canada Cup. It's been an amazing opportunity. Just even now, you know, I'm still thinking about like, holy crap, I'm going to Canada Cup just because you guys, yeah, just because you guys helped me out and you've seen the potential in me that I want to get better. I want to level up and I want to play all these players coming from, you know, Asia, Europe, like just all, just everywhere. So thank you so much to everyone that has supported me today and hopefully in the future as well um i also have my stream going on i am still aiming to stream literally every saturday it's it's super late because mm-hmm. the last stream that i did on uh on saturday i streamed for like seven hours <laughs> and i was just time it is a long time <laughs> i will literally sit there and just play street fighter and tell people how much I hate ranked, but I'm just I'm just trucking on, you know. I really love it because I am just talking to so many people that want to see me play, and of course, uh, clicking that follow button as well also shows their support. So thank you right. so much for coming into my stream and saying hi, following me, or even donating me as well. I'm very grateful for that. So that's all there is, you know. I'm just marine, two jobs, full time school just playing games that's on it on that grind from that that nine to nine that you nine know what grind you know what you know what uh and that's i don't know that's awesome uh so check out your twitter at at e-s-t-m-x-r-z including my stream name as well cool brand solidarity i like it uh, yeah gotta get gotta lock down those names not unlucky. <laughs> uh, no, that's awesome. Uh, anything else? I think that that covers it. And just as we kind of close, I do want to say from the like community in general, from I guess I speak for the R Street Fighter community. I I really don't feel like I do speak for the R Street Fighter Joe, community. Come on, dude, you're the dad of R Street Fighter. So. Am I the FGC dad? Am you kind of are. Am you I? Are. Yeah, dude, just I went out for milk like three years ago and didn't come back until this year. It's weird. Um, (laughs) The FGC dad, no, Papa Joe. Well, you only think that because (laughs) because of fucking Papa Joe Pizza. (laughs) Papa Joe, welcome to Papa Joe's Pizza. Uh, (laughs) By the way, like, can we talk about pizza for like a hot minute? You down? Yeah, for sure. Yo, I'm down about some Zaw. Yeah, let's go, man. You want to sling some Zaw, man? So talking about jobs. Working at a pizza place was perhaps my favorite job of all time. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're working with a lot of uh, really great people, you know, people oh, that man. have the same humor It was so great. Yeah. Man, at that pizza place, I was around so many drugs. Then when I actually did drugs, <laughs> it was fucking oh, awesome. Shit. It was so cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like getting to eat pizza whenever you want like driving in a car yeah. to deliver pizza like Hell yeah, there using you go. a map Do you guys remember maps yeah i'm showing my map age quest? here to like <laughs> no before map quest just oh map. Like actual map just right? an actual i open it with my hands you ch- you fucking child. oh hell no damn you old <laughs> i'm an old man i'm the, i'm the dad i'm the i'm old not old enough to Joe. be the dad 
I'm not old That's enough to be reason. to be a dad, but I am old enough to have used a map to what deliver pizzas with. There uh, you go. Very fun. Whatever job. works. Whatever works. You know. We'll talk. I'll talk about my my pizza technique on next week's episode because we do have to end this. Uh, again, yeah, no you can. <laughs> we're going to be here every Thursday. Is when we uh, release these. Even though, oh fuck, it's Tuesday today. Tuesday's not a good day for Joe. He's going to start giving you guys crap. I am going, yeah, I am going to scold my dog and he's going to whimper. That's how, no, I'll never do, I can't look at his big doe eyes and say a bad, I can't say a fuck it, Brick. Just say you're a good boy. But then the next day you're going to say you're an awesome, great boy. There. Yeah, I'll I'll downgrade the compliments to he's just a good boy. He's You're only a good, a good boy, boy today. No, he's the best boy. He's the best boy, which, by the way, live chat, if you, don't, if you don't know who a brick is, boom, check him out. He's the best dog ever, period. End of sentence. Oh, let me see this. Uh, yeah, you got to check out the brick picks. Unsolicited brick oh, picks coming your way, God. bitch. What's good? Hell yeah, it's so cute. These unsolicited Man, brick picks doggo. sliding into your DMs, imagine that shit. Ugh. What a handsome so doggo. Good. What a good boy. What a boy. Oh, oh, what a beautiful boy. What a beautiful oh boy. God. Oh my god, there's so many photos. This is fucking yep. great. There's more. Guess what? There's more. I gotta actually, it reminds me, I have to add a whole other slew of photos uh, yeah. to that. Uh, they're real good. If you, There's some good ones in there. Trust me. Oh my god. <laughs> wait till you get, wait till you see his raincoat. Wait till you see I, his raincoat. I've seen raincoat. his raincoat and it's the most cutest shit ever. It's very good. Oh, uh, what a cutie pie. All right, we'll end. You can follow him at. I should get my dog a Twitter account. <laughs> do it, do it, dude. There's get so my many dog dogs. In, Twitter yeah, dogs. there's definitely dog Insta accounts. I should get him an Insta. Yeah, you should do it. Handsome boy. Oh my god. Handsomebrick.org. <laughs> um, Brick. He's, it's very good. All right. So while you're distracted with that, I will end the show. Uh, you can find me at Super Joe Monday on Twitter.com uh, or joe underscore monday on the subreddit uh you can find this show every thursday night you can find our weekly online local every monday and friday night we've got the east coast and the west coast going on so we'll see you there if that's uh if that's your thing or if you just want a little bit of tournament experience that's cool hell yeah like there's some people out there who are like i'm a little nervous i might go oh and two guess what no one's gonna judge you for going oh and two in an online tournament not gonna, yeah, they're it's actually not going fun. to encourage that you enter the round robin tournament that happens at nine o'clock. So it's a oh, whole, it's a, sweater. A, it's a whole thing. Oh, you see the sweater now. He's such a yeah. good boy. No. I can't, I can't pull Maureen away from the brick picks. Just mesmerized by these unsolicited brick picks. <laughs> Let me slide in your DMs and send you some bricks. Yeah. Some brick picks. <laughs> That's the best way to slide. Listen, if you want to slide into anyone's DMs with a brick pick, that's the best way to do it. That's the best way to a girl's heart. So they say. I read that in a book somewhere. And it, so, all right, folks, that's a show. We'll catch you again <laughs> every Thursday night. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I might edit this podcast for that little hiccup in the middle. We shall see. But that's a show, folks. We'll be back every Thursday night where we will have maybe next week. We're going to have the artists on. Uh, I want to get Mono PR on here eventually. Uh, Hell yeah, Mono! And I want to get Dr. Swagenheimer in here eventually to talk about spooky movies. So that could oh, be... Oh, there you go. We haven't, it's, how, it's October ween and we haven't talked about a single spooky movie. We haven't done a single goof or a spook at all. 
jump scare. Okay, that's, that's enough. All right, we'll blow your ears out for that. No, actually, when you said jump scare, I saw like a full face picture of Brick, and that actually kind of scared me. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's working. Uh, get spooked. All right, folks, that's the show. I, I will. This is the third time I've tried to end the show, and I Yay. am going to turn off this microphone. We will see you next time on another edition of RSF Radio. Until then, Woo-hoo. take care, folks. See you guys. Woo-woo. Brick goes woo-woo. Woo-woo. <laughs>